Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a concept that I discovered early on in business that I still practice today. I think it's one of the biggest roadblocks or accelerators in your business, depending on how you use it. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In today's episode, I want to talk about a concept that I've used almost since I started in business as a young man and how to use that concept to your advantage. And that concept is scale. First, let me ask you a question. Have you ever implemented a tactic or a strategy in your business because it seemed profitable, you know, and was easy to sell only to find out down the road that it would only work at a small level and you couldn't keep up with it even when trying to grow your business? I know I have, and it's not only disappointing, but it can really create a lot of heartache and problems in your business. You know, as an example, you know, our uh, company, Sales Double, we're a B2B marketing company, and a core part of our business is doing cold calls for our clients. It's sort of an agency or service model. When we started out, we took every client that would pay us money since we were both bootstrapping the business without outside investment or even very much personal investment at that point. For years, we struggled with this concept of scale. We would take on a recurring program client uh, whose calls were done on a specific schedule. So we were promising a service and had to make sure those calls were done as well as the other uh, things. And, you know, I mean, this sounds good, but what do you do if you suddenly lose a caller or callers? You know, they take vacation or whatever. You know, for years, it was this battle of between our capacity to fulfill and our growth uh, with the client base. While this is always a challenge, we implemented ways to improve our hiring to fix some of the roadblocks that we were keeping us from hiring fast enough to keep up with demand, and we systemized it. You know, for example, we're based in Phoenix, Arizona, and when we first started uh, out in the first few years, we hired people with in-person interviews, which meant the only labor pool was our local area. Not only was this time-consuming, but also impossible to scale without a whole team of interviewers. We saw the problem and started testing solutions, one of which was opening up to do virtual hiring with remote callers all over the U.S., and, you know, you have to realize that, uh, you know, at that time, this was before remote work was common and, you know, it was really frowned upon by corporate America. People didn't think it worked. You know, we tested this tactic and other tactics uh, that we were able to mitigate those problems with systemization and other solutions, uh, which we'll talk about in a few. You know, so evaluating things at scale is what allowed us to grow from nothing to a multi-million dollar company and uh, guarantee without it, we'd be out of business. So we learned uh, over the years uh, firsthand how important scale is. So let's uh, talk about the the importance of scale and how to make it work for you in your business instead of being a roadblock and even a potential business killer. When you don't consider scale, you know, you have all kinds of problems, you know, you, anything from, uh, you know, ticked off customers, um, you know, and you, you shoot yourself in the foot by offering something you can't deliver. And that's about the worst thing you can do for your reputation. You know, and not only that, you know, your profit will likely be eaten away by doing something faster than you're really prepared to do and the logistics involved. And you have to throw a lot of money at it just to try to solve the problem. You know, and looking at uh, any kind of uh, scale issue, you know, you have to think about the second and third level consequences. You know, if you do X, you know, then 
why is a potential unintended consequence or a downside? And if Y happens, you know, what could uh, Y cause, you know, that might affect Z, you know, that type of thing. So it doesn't mean you don't go ahead with an idea, but it does mean you have to look at a downside risk and compare that to the upside. You know, uh, downside risk, that's, you know, probably a whole episode in itself, but, you know, be briefly explain sort of my philosophy on it. You know, when you're evaluating downside risk to upside risk, uh, you want to sort of, uh, and, you know, you'll get better at this over time, but you estimate a probability of, you know, is it 20% downside risk, 80% likely to be upside, you know, that sort of thing. You know, how devastating could the downside risk be? So how do you avoid this or know which is a, a scalable activity? You know, in my mind, it's a, it's a pretty simple process. It's, you know, you do a proof of concept of, uh, you know, tactic as testing, observing, and, you know, the timing and effort that goes into it, the money involved. Uh, and then you go back and look at, you know, the potential problems that you discover, you know, in the proofing stage. Uh, and are those problems scalable, or excuse me, are those problems solvable at scale? You know, thinking about scalability is a discipline and we as entrepreneurs tend to want to do anything that makes money and has success. And we have a hard time passing and saying no to projects that, you know, initially appear, you know, very profitable. You know, even when you're starting out in business, you know, you're probably tempted to take on clients or promise customers certain things because quite frankly, you're desperate for the money. You know, sometimes uh, you have to do it to survive in the short term, but as soon as you're solvent, you know, stop doing it or you're going to regret it. The upside to thinking about scalability is it allows you to see the potential and the realistic possibilities of a tactic or strategy. You know, if you spent time thinking about that activity in the long run, you know, do testing to figure out how to mitigate problems, this is going to give you a much more realistic view of the potential, which will give you the confidence to move forward. If you don't have this confidence, you're really throwing darts at the board and opening up the possibility of ruining your reputation, ticking off customers, killing the morale of your employees, causing cash hemorrhages, and, you know, even in extreme circumstances, potentially putting yourself out of business. Uh, so, you know, in looking at that, I hope I've convinced you of the importance of considering scale before you implement a new tactic. So specifically, how do you evaluate and consider scale? You know, I talked a little bit about it, but let's go over it with an example. You know, scale can really bite you whether you're selling a product and can't fulfill orders, uh, can't keep up quality or that sort of thing. Uh, or if you're selling a service, it's even easier to do that. Uh, and in my opinion, selling a service is uh, even more apt to have problems with scale. So, you know, as an example, let's say, you know, you run some sort of uh, agency service type of business, you know, consulting or whatever. And, you know, even if it's just you at this point, you know, it's very likely in that scenario that you're trading time for dollars, regardless of what the hourly equivalent is. It doesn't make any difference if you're getting paid $400 an hour, you know, if uh, if you're the only person or it's not scalable. Time for dollar businesses, are, in my opinion, are really the hardest to scale you know, you only be able to grow based upon, you know, the number of consultants you have in this case. So you have to hire, train and use clients as guinea pigs for the newbies. And, you know, that takes a long time to get that going. You know, is it scalable? Not really, because it's purely based upon the number of people you hire and their skill in replicating you. You'll be stuck in that time for dollars equation, you know, if you simply hire people and don't have, you know, other uh, solutions available. So, you know, what is the solution in, you know, a scenario like this? And I would say it's really is systems and replication. You know, on using that uh, same example again, you know, what if you said, uh, what systems could I put in place that would allow us to scale? I'm, you know, not in the consulting business, but, you know, maybe you could do things like, you know, instead of interviewing clients about every detail of their situation, you have the clients do a lot of the data gathering and answering of basic questions on their own. Instead of uh, a consultant sitting there going over this stuff, you know, uh, hour by hour with them. 
you know, maybe you offered a, a training seminar or a course with the clients would allow you to do the education on a one-to-many basis instead of having to educate each one. Maybe you developed a, or found a software that would take common inputs and identify the, the problems that you often see with clients and spit out, you know, standard recommended actions that, uh, that you know work. So after doing all this preliminary work with clients, you're able to cut your time in half and therefore double your time in dollars. So all this preliminary work is also now documented in a format that you could easily turn into a course or a seminar that you could sell to clients who can afford the full service option. And this gives you huge scale. So how do you evaluate um, new options when you have them? I would say the first, you want to implement them with a small group of clients or prospects, and then watch how the solution progresses. Pay attention to what future problems that solution would have uh, if instead of 10 prospects, for instance, uh, it had a 1,000. You know, go through those problems after you have a decent sample size and come up with strategies that would solve each of those problems. Uh, the best way, I think, is systemize those strategies. Systemization is really the only long-term cure for avoiding the pitfalls of scale. You know, and if you can't fix a problem or you can't find a system to minimize it, don't do it. No matter how tempting, don't do that tactic. And in one of my previous episodes, we kind of hold did a whole episode on systemization. So I really encourage you to check that out. Um, so what are the takeaways from this episode? Number one, uh, scale is uh, extremely important and can be a great thing or even a business killer on the opposite spectrum. You know, just like momentum, it kind of goes both directions. So the process really is to test, to identify problems, try to mitigate those problems, consider the upside and downside, and make a decision to either keep or throw out the idea. And systemization of your tactics and strategies will save you at that point. So that's all I have for today. I hope this was helpful, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.